My kids tomorrow, guys, I could tell you, they come up to me and say, Daddy, I don't want to go to school anymore. What do you want to do? Yeah. You're not, you're, think about this. Guys, kids are gamers nowadays. If I told my kid, my dad, back in the days where I played, ba- I played basketball. Dude. I went all the way to play in Europe. If I would have told my dad, Dad, I don't want to play in the smack. NBA anymore. Smack. Smack me inside. That's, that's what I call the immigrant smack. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All immigrant parents. It's a good smack. smack. The head. <laughs> it's a good smack. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Just Us Dads. Thank you for joining the hashtag Dadversation. That's right, we have a hashtag. So for anyone who doesn't know, uh, you can use the hashtag Dadversation and uh, we'll follow up on your comments and everything. Uh, thank you for joining us. George isn't with us today, but we do have a special guest. We'll get to him uh, very briefly. Before we do so, though, let me remind you that this podcast is available on every single platform that you get your podcast. And if you're a visual person like myself, you can find it on Facebook. You can find it on YouTube. Uh, go give us a like, share our, uh, our episodes, comment, like. Uh, I said like, right? Uh, share. You know, all <laughs> well, it's that, okay. Like, like. Just yeah, like. All, all that good stuff. Um, you know, give us the love. Um, uh, we have a very special person here today. Very busy man. I've had the privilege of having on my other podcast. Uh, so excited that he can uh, he can do this podcast as well because in addition to everything that he's doing, he's obviously a dad, and that's what interests us uh, specifically. So, mm. Terry Lindor, buddy, thank you for coming, man. Thank you for having me, fellas. Thank you, George. Thank you, Chris. I'm I'm blessed uh, to be on uh, just us dads. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not. Look, we're not going to force you to take out the cap, but I'm. And this is not to be judgmental, but from the looks of it, you seem to be enjoying this natural, manly ruggedness that we're all going through <laughs> these days. And I'm trying to, you yeah, know, yeah, exactly. Uh, right? I don't know about you, Chris. Do you grow your beard usually, or I, I usually have stubble, but now but it's not, like now it's like I don't on. care. I don't care. It's the I don't care look. And, and you know what? I was telling that to a friend of mine. I was telling him, I, I think this is our true version. I think that the masks are off, right? When when we're <laughs> usually uh, out and about, I think that's not who we really are. Because if, if right now you feel comfortable, then logically this is who you are, right? Yeah, so I, I feel like this might be the real me, except I don't connect like you guys. I should have had more Greek in my DNA. Yeah, I think. yeah, yeah you, you, we have hair everywhere, man. <laughs> we <laughs> have hair everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> grab, grab, grab your wife's uh, eyeliner or whatever they call it, that brush stick, and just fill it in, you know? No, but Thierry, you're right about it, man. Everyone's kind of letting go. Everybody's letting loose. Yeah. You know, yeah. like, I don't know if you could guess this, but like, let me ask you a question. How, how many how many people do you think are not brushing their teeth right now? Oh, that's, you know what? Chris, this is, this is such a good question. I promise you that if, if we were to right now knock at people's door and social distancing was off and yeah. just go high, go like this. Yeah. yeah. Our eyebrows would be melting. Yeah, people brush their teeth once a week. They take a shower every two weeks. It's just crazy. It's just nuts. Yeah. It's just nuts. Oh, man. 
No, but anyway. Jean great again. <laughs> it's uh, no, it's good to have you on, buddy. Uh, uh, we're not gonna. I don't want to get into the COVID thing. I know everyone, uh, especially us in our different platforms, we've been talking about it. And I was talking with Chris a little bit before. I think we should talk about what people are really interested in right now is the aftermath, right? Because mm. everyone is kind of wondering when is this over, uh, and when this is over. Uh, what will it look like? You know, everyone is either having uh, uh, to think about their jobs or like you and Chris and other people, you know, about businesses uh, that may have been impacted. Uh, how do you see all this thing? You know, it's um, I love what the, the prime minister of, uh, of Alberta said. I love what he said. He's like, uh, Alberta hires 500,000 people in the oil industry and it's going to get ugly before it gets better. <laughs> No. I think this applies to everybody. And I, I don't know how how conscious we are of this. I think I think everybody's kind of like, all right, we're all going to go back to to the way things used to be, which that's another debate in and of itself. I don't think we should go back to anything that used to. I don't think the, the, the previous way was not the right way. But uh, I, I genuinely believe that the rebound is not going to be as, as nice of a rebound as what people think. I think it's going to be rough. Um, just look at the states right now. There's some data that are pretty insane. Just Canada as well. Like how many people lost their job? How many, how many people were not equipped to work remote? How many businesses were not equipped to work remote? Uh, uh, well, it's as if we're always reacting as human beings. We're, it's mm -hmm. tough to be proactive. Mm -hmm. When people are proactive, they're Elon Musk, right? When they're proactive, they're Jeff Bezos. They're proactive in politics. They're you know, they're Bernie Sanders or Andrew Yang. They have these kind of forward thinking kind of ideas that everybody calls crazy. But I think overall, 98% of human beings on earth are pretty reactive with their way, the way they do things. And yeah, I think it's going to be rough, man. I, I, I don't anticipate this. To, I, I come from the real estate world. Real estate is either going to, depending on what the government does, it's either going to crash hard for a long time. Or it's gonna, you know, it's gonna stagnate for a while. After 50 years of uh, positive increments, I think it's gonna be rough. It's gonna be a rough one. How is it? Why? Because uh, people are gonna be afraid to visit, or you know, we're gonna keep this kind of mentality <laughs> uh, going forward. You think, or that, in the real estate industry, at least, and, and as well as entrepreneurship as well, I, I think there's gonna be two types of people. There's gonna be people that are looking forward to getting back to business, and those are are, are gonna. They're going to be seen as overtly salesman-ish, if that makes any sense. Whether you're mm -hmm. an entrepreneur and you're like, hey, let's get back into business, while every, your neighbor's suffering, you're like, hey, what kind of douchebag are you? You know, I'm suffering and you just want to get back to business. Same thing with real estate. If you're used to having all these listings and having a lot of inventory and you're like, all right, I'm excited to get back to business. But uh, on the other hand, there's going to be panicking people. And I think that's going to be the majority. The problem is not that the market's going to crash. The problem is that sellers are going to panic. And when sellers start to panic and there's, a, there's going to be definitely a lack of buyers, and I think it's going to be the same thing for business. We're talking about reopening business. Okay, we reopen business, but if there's nobody consuming the, inside the businesses, yeah. uh, what are you going to do, right? And then and, and, and when you talk about uh, saying, well, no, people are still going to consume. We've been consuming while we've been quarantined. Because uh, that's what we've been doing. Forget social distancing. This is a branding word. But if we've been consuming our quarantine, we have to keep in mind also and be mindful who has been winning. And there's been one big business winning or two, Netflix and Amazon. So Amazon, yeah, the internet, exactly. So how do you compete with Jeff Bezos? You can't compete with Jeff Bezos. How do you compete with, with so I'm, I'm very scared for all these business owners and I'm an entrepreneur myself. Chris, you're an entrepreneur, right? Uh, yeah, part-time kind of. 
Okay, cool. So what, what field, what uh, vertical? Well, I do, uh, I do engineering, I do consulting. And we oh, do you're fine. So oh, I was going to say, yeah, consulting is always good. You're but good. Uh, you're talking about real estate. And actually, we're talking about, we're just bidding on a project to do a development project. I have two partners. Yeah. And we want to start in July. So, yeah, um, I agree with you that it's going to be a rough one. But my optimistic side says, you know what, it's very cyclical, right? So if, if, if you're going to hit a recession and you hit it to the bottom, and once you go to the lowest point, you can only go up, right? So after recession, 100%. it's expansion. So, but I do understand how you're saying that the opportunities are going to be a little bit disguised as sleaziness. You're going to be a sleazy guy because you're kind of taking advantage of the situation. And some people might see it as exploitment, right? Yeah, which is not true. I don't think, yeah, I, I yeah, think yeah. the majority of people are just going to be passionate and excited to get back to business, right, George? So like Chris said, I think that's going to be the thing. Like Chris and his partners are about to bid on a project. They get the project, they start to build it. Okay, build it. They will come. Yeah, when are they gonna come? Yeah, it's, it's it's not so much. And if and if you go if you go massive on the marketing and you get creative on the, you know what, we're gonna kick you back this and we're gonna help you with your down, whatever. We're gonna help you with your electroménager and all that stuff. Then it's like, okay, he's desperate. Okay, he's he's pandering yeah. to all these like. Yeah. So I think it's gonna be rough. And to your point, Chris, I, I I don't. Of course, it's gonna rebound. The question is, are we in a U-shaped recession? Are we in a V-shaped recession? Which I think we're not. Are we in an L-shaped recession? Yeah. And, and technically, we're not even in a recession. GDP for two uh, quarters in a row. We're only going to be in a recession officially, according to uh, the economic words and, and, and basis points of, of, of a recession, by September. It's impossible it. to be in a recession before that. So That's once it hits, my fear is that the clickbaiting, can we curse on this podcast? No, you can do whatever you want. Yeah. Okay. So the, the all that's me. curse, man. All that's curse. Uh, okay. So, so those, those media, yeah, those media. So we're going to go through June. June's going to get smooth and then mm -hmm. April and then boom, it's going to be like, okay, in September, it's officially a recession and the medias are all going to write about it and they're going to bombard everybody with, oh, it's official. Now it's a recession. And then yeah, yeah. it's going to slow everything. So what should have been a U, I think might end up being like a, Almost like an, I hope it's not an L, but I feel like it yeah. just might be an L shape. You think, well, you, you, you know what? I think from, yeah, from the different, from the different readings I've done too, and I agree with you on, on other, it is, a lot of people don't call it a recession. Some people call it a recession. I think what we can agree on that it's not a massive depression. So it, it's not a massive depression like in 1929, where now you have to bring in Keynes in economics to try to bring the curve back up. Correct. So they'll stay in the recession maybe a little bit longer. People are being very, very careful with this. That's why people are not taking risks. And that's yeah. why everybody's freaking out with this quarantine because it's like, why are they reacting so much? Because there's other people that believe it's not as bad as it sounds. You got but it. All this is a protection. This is this is a, a, a protective system to make sure it doesn't go into a bad, a bad depression. You got it. My so fear also, also is the printing of the money, right? Yeah. There, there's going to be, and George is a politic oh, yeah. uh, expert. Yeah. We're going to pay for this. Listen, I, I saw yeah. a stat that was so scary. Um, Germany, was it Germany? No, England. England got out of uh, their debt for printing money around World War One, no World War Two. Yeah. In 1944, it took them until 2006 to pay off their last debt to Canada and to the. I was shocked. I was like, "What?" From 1944 to 2006, they were paying the interest and a little bit of the capital of a debt. Yeah. So that debt. Just in, in, in adjusted uh, uh, value of what's been Trudeau's printing money right now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're going to 
our kids, kids are going to yeah, pay yeah, that yeah. debt. It's going to take at least a hundred years to pay off those trips. And you know, we've had this conversation so many times with Chris, man. I think, I think we were screwed even before COVID. I, I honestly, yeah. those accumulated okay. deficits that we had were, you know, they, they were, they were screwing us way before that. But just to get to your point, and probably by the time that we are this episode, this will be old news. But you know, the government of Quebec today announced that they're slowly, slowly, uh, they want to, you know, start the economy up again progressively. Uh, you think that's all a facade? I mean, do you think we're still going to hit yeah. that wall come September or they're just trying to slowly, slowly bring in some money so that we can avoid the worst coming up ahead? Such an excellent question. I think right now, Legault in, uh, is in PR and communication mode. That, that's what yeah. I do. I, do I, I think Legault, they know, they know the stats. They, they know exactly how many people are going to die from this in the next couple of months. They have those stats. There's no mm-hmm. way they don't have those stats. They know exactly uh, the GDP is going to get hit to how much. They know exactly. They have the stats. I think right now they're in PR mode. It is the popular thing to say, hey, great news. Businesses are going to reopen, but there's not going to be any customers to go there. Uh, I think think, um, what they don't know is if people are going to get really, if there's going to be a, if there's a second hit of this, I think Legault is, uh, could cross his assault on this Here's one. the thing. Even, even before they took these measures, they were predicting a second wave. Here's what I fear. And I, I saw that happen in my own family because my sister, as soon as this hit, she took my parents. They went up north. We have a chalet. She took the kids. Smart. And they all left. They've been there for like seven weeks because my, my her her husband works at the Jewish hospital. So she, she went into a little bit of a panic thing. She's like, look, you work at the hospital. We're not putting ourselves to risk. Righteously so. That's for sure. Right Co- Codenage, right? So, yeah, yeah. So they're still there. I'm happy that my parents left Park X because it, it was considered a hotspot not too long ago. So I'm like, as long as they have someone up there, they have the kids, they're entertained, everything is fine. Yeah. They don't need anything, you know? Now Legault comes up. She's like, okay, we're going to start slowly, slowly. My sister calls me. She's like, oh, you know, we're going to come back down on Saturday. I'm like, no. what do you mean? I'm like, what no. about, you know, your husband? No, no, my husband, you know, he, he, he hadn't taken his paternity leave. He's going to take it now. I'm like, do you like this is what I'm afraid of? I'm afraid of because but of George, the, just to interrupt you, sorry. Yeah. They announced that the teacher should go back in Monday. That's yeah. coming down. Yeah, that's crazy. No, this no, was no, out no. Of, yeah, yeah. Not, not, not in Montreal. Not in Montreal. It's in, in Montreal. It, no, it's in the regions. Montreal yeah, is I think it's in the after, region, yeah. Yeah, it's after the 19th. Uh, my maybe. wife just read uh, a letter from the Ministère d'Education. Yeah. That says that teachers Montreal are going as back. Well. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, someone someone has lost the, the communication somewhere, man. Because so that, yeah, because that wasn't announced at the press. No, right? No, because they said as of eleven in the regions, and then possibly in the nineteenth, if it's not that bad, and if they continue, you know, if they yeah. to stabilize, maybe Montreal. But whatever. Yeah, but that would make sense because the teachers would get back before to kind of implement that. So Chris oh, might be maybe, right. The maybe, teachers maybe. are getting yeah, back, yeah. but yeah. then the schools are going to be. But, in. but they're leaving it open. They're leaving it like au besoin. <laughs> Maybe if needed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now what the schools are doing? So what? Uh, where all our kids go to? My wife teaches at um, Socrates, so they're 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 throwing out a little survey now, just trying to get the, the pulse of the parents. Who's gonna are, show up? Yeah, who's <laughs> gonna show up? Are you sending your kid? Are you taking no, the risk? Not. Are you not? No, are but you putting your kid as a guinea pig? You know, so, yeah, so we don't know what's gonna happen. But there's yeah. a lot of question marks. But to get to back, back to what I was saying, I, I'm I'm afraid that people are gonna go. You know, we they they did a fantastic job of people keeping people, I don't want to say that they kept people scared, but at least people were aware of they the did. danger. Come and on, George, say it fine. like it is. They did Maybe, keep us but scared. it doesn't matter. I, I don't care. I don't mind because I, I, I want people to stay home 
and I want people to be safe. You understand? So for me, that's the problem. The problem now is that we are entering a new phase where things are going to get back into motion and people's mentality is definitely going to change to the point where, look, if everything is rolling again, yeah. no problem. We're good to let's go. go out, let's go to the park. Let's go to the shopping center. Let's, you know what I mean? And this is where I think it might get ugly, right? Uh, and to get back to the schools, what's worrying me is that, and again, this, all, this is probably going to be old news when it comes out, but they come out, they say, okay, we're going to start the schools progressively. They ask them, how many students do you think are going to be uh, coming? We don't know. So if you don't know how many students are going to be, because yeah. Yeah, they leave that up to the parents, right? So if you don't know how many t- uh, kids are going to go, you can't determine how many teachers you need. You can't determine how much personnel you need. The buses, everyone around the whole uh, education ecosystem is a big question mark. So what exactly is the plan that you announce? I, I, they that, have no plan. <laughs> they have no plan. Like, yeah, that's what I was going to say. They, 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 you know what it is? One thing I noticed with this whole pandemic, they have no fucking clue what they're doing, bro. Like, I, I, I thought we had no clue as citizens. Our elected official have zero clue what they're and doing. You know, the I, only thing they have is they have enough staffers to do enough studies but just with the debacle with the specialist and the doctor, yeah, I have exactly. tons of specialist clients and friends, tons and from my real estate days as owner of Raymax Griffintown. Do you know, do you know for four weeks, their union had been telling him, what do you want us to do? Yeah. For four weeks. Yeah, yeah. And out of nowhere, they come out and they jab at them yeah. because they are losing control. Yeah. That's that's what it is. Right now, they everything they're doing right now is communications. And it's not proactive it is reactive okay no, shit well shit's gonna pop off Let, let's blame these guys okay it, this is gonna happen yeah. let's reopen it's standard okay. it's standard crisis management like it's textbook right okay what's going on how do we cover it or not necessarily cover it but how do we address it uh, what's the message uh you know how do we keep people calm correct uh, um, I'm sure in the backstage somewhere they're preparing, right? I mean, they're not dumb, you know. I like. I, I don't think. I, I think you're giving them too credit, too much credit. Maybe. maybe. I, I, I promise you, Jerry. Bro, I, that's I what think, I tell them every time. I think you're giving them way too much he credit. Gives them bro. way too much credit, man. They, they have much. no clue. I, I promise you this right now. They have no clue. And when you don't have a clue, I compare it to, to to kids, right? When we don't have a clue what to get our, and we're all dads here. I've seen dads that because they don't know their kids, they throw money at them. <laughs> That's what they're doing to us. <laughs> they have no clue. So once in a while, they're going, you know, every day they're like, hey, I'm going to give uh, the, the Quebec people and Canadian people a lesson, and then I'm going to throw money at them, and they're going to be quiet. Because uh, if I throw money, I'm going to show them that I love them. And if I talk to them daily, even though I'm saying gibberish and bullshit, it's going to sound like I love them and I care for them. But truthfully, they're getting exposed slowly but surely. The healthcare system is crashing. They don't know why Saint-Michel, rivière des prairies and Montreal North is like the ultimate like hub now for this thing in Quebec and second one in, in Canada. Mm-hmm. There's so many things that are coming out and you realize, okay, these guys have no clue from the municipal level to the provincial level to the federal. They have no fuck. Look at the restaurant. Yeah. Here's, and I talked about this. The first week that this happened, I said, if I was prime minister, if, if I'm prime minister, the restaurants paid the 1st of March. But they can't operate starting March 15 because you told them to close. Yeah. How much food was thrown? Oh, yeah. You have, you have to feed the homeless. Well, the first thing you should have come out with is a project to buy back the food that was purchased. You told them to, 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 to not operate. They paid their first. Like, they came out with a restaurant plan last week. Like, they have no clue. They're, yeah, yeah. Look at the mortgage industry. You want to really put money in pockets of clients right now, of Canadians? 
Bump the mortgage right now, tomorrow. Announce it, 35 years. Bump, bump also the penalties. Banks, you're getting all these billions of dollars. This is not a bank-made crisis. So your stocks, is gonna, your stocks are going to go up because we trust you guys. And this is not 2008. So we're going to pump millions into banks, trillions into banks. So we're going to give you millions. Your stock is going to go up. You cannot charge people for canceling their mortgage. Yeah. The same way, did you notice seven, five years ago, they introduced a law. They said, from now on, it's illegal for telecommunication company to charge penalties when you cancel your phone. Yes. Mm. What, what, remember this, Chris? Yeah. What ended up happening? I could, mm. I could go with Rogers one day and tell Rogers, you know what? Go for yourself. I'm going to go yeah, to yeah. Telus. You I'm drive competition up. Thank you, Chris. Yeah, yeah. So if you do this to the banks, what do you think would happen, George? The yeah. same thing would happen. If you go to the banks and say, for the next 12 months, Canada's bleeding. You can't charge any penalties. Everybody. And that would actually boost the real estate industry. Everybody would get on their phone and say, I'm renegotiating my mortgage. 2.05% as of yesterday. Variable rate, 2.05%. You want to put money in Canadians' pockets right now? 35 years, you're going to save 400 bucks every single month. Cancel penalties. And the CMHC, if somebody sells during this crisis, reimburse them the premium that you charge them. Yeah. Those are concrete measures you could take right now to put money in. Why are they not thinking about this? They don't. They don't. And you know why? Uh, and, and just to go back to what we're saying about mm-hmm. you know not having a steady plan. They announce a measure. A week later, they discovered that there's loopholes or gray zones, <laughs> and come back, but they come back to correct it, right? So they're okay. Take the money; it won't work. Like, see, look, Trudeau, um, Trudeau last week announced um, uh, the, um, the 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 benefit pro- program for for students. Okay. Yeah. Great He's program. He's yeah, but, no, but it's, it's a yeah, yeah, I agree. It's not a great program. Those aren't the, <laughs> those those are not the people in need. <laughs> they're not the people in need. Well, not. well look. No. I agree with that they're not, but they still they still have a need, and the, the the reason he's doing that is because they didn't qualify in the other program. So there's always these new things, and now you're going to see, in this program, they forgot a, 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 an entire population of student parents that because their parents uh, and they don't work, they don't qualify for the two thousand dollars a month, and because they're now in the school system, and they can't get the two thousand dollars, but they're going to get less. It's like twelve hundred bucks a month or seventeen hundred bucks a month, I think, if you, if you have kids. Yeah. So, 1050. what's going to happen with these people? I'm a parent, so I should, you know, I should be getting the two thousand, but I don't qualify because I'm a student. Now I'm a student. You're giving me less than what you're giving me. So that's going to create a whole. And there's a lot of parents that are in school now. George is buying oh. votes. You know. It's yeah. Simple. Well, what's the it. what's the what's the best way to do a marketing campaign during a pandemic without doing a marketing campaign? Throw money at yeah, and, and spend yeah. the fucking time on TikTok, on Instagram, you, 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 and on you, Facebook. You, you, you convince people they have Of course, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you money. I, you know how many students right now are going on on social media? I see them. I see them because they follow me. Yeah. Yo, shout out to Trudeau. Shout out to Trudeau. I'm making more money than I ever made during my semester. Yeah, yeah. I never worked in my semester. You, that's what, you think that's these what people they do. Take, they're taking online courses at Cornell. They're taking online courses in the States. They're getting certificates from American Ivy League schools. And they're getting paid? Yeah. They're getting paid? And I, I'm just going to paraphrase here because I believe that. Not, it's not to double team you, George, but oh, no, Trudeau, was, Trudeau created a problem. He created a problem. He made people believe there was a problem. He then kind of solved it for people that didn't really need it to be solved. And now he's a hero because he's going to get votes. It this was very, very simple. Trudeau and is it, getting a reelected, it, guaranteed. It, yeah, yeah. And he should, but he will, you know. But he did it, he did, he, he's not helping. No. And just my two cents on that, man. Don't forget that this is... 
I do, I don't give credit to, to the politicians. I'm on your side on this one, Terry, because it's, I, I find that we had a whole podcast on how, you know, maybe the whole system is not done properly, but anyway, but don't forget, it's an experiment. It's unprecedented oh, right. because yeah. no you're one right. has ever had to deal with it now in this age with this technology, with these kind of people. Yeah, we've had pandemics in the past, but nobody had to deal with them like this with yeah. so much social media and so much awareness and so much live, right? Mm-hmm. So it's unprecedented. It's experimental. A lot of trial and error. And a lot of these dates are thrown as bait. It's like, here, let me see how people react. Totally agree. Yeah, yeah. And then it's like, so totally agree they with don't you, know Chris. what they're doing, but you know what? Eventually, they're, they're going to kind of fix it by trial and error. Yeah. And you know what? For most people, that, that's fine. You know, it's okay. We'll have to accept it's, it. Uh, you know? it's, it's test balloons. You know, let's throw the test yeah, balloons yeah. that people react. Let's, let's test it out. Let's what, test it what, out. What, what worries me, uh, and like we, said, like we said before, even before COVID-19, we were in a financial situation in Canada that in the future generations was going to be problematic. What's going to be even more problematic now? Imagine all these programs, and this is what I want to what I want to hear from you guys. I think I know Chris's opinion, but uh, how yeah, how easy or how difficult is it going to be to remove these programs once you've established them? And let's just understand oh. that. Yeah, you know, let's just understand. Great question. They're not going to uh, right? no, go for it. Go so, for it. <laughs> hypothetically, hypothetically, assume that we we're, we're in this until the end of 2020. Okay, you're you're injecting hundreds of billions of dollars. I am not convinced that you'll be able to from one day to the next say, okay, well now we're done, we're back to normal. Give me back the money. This program ends. This is the hole I think that we're digging ourselves into, and it's going to create a society of just welfare, uh, fucking thirst uh, people. You know what I mean? And not so, to judge anyone, but it, no, 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 no. For me, that's a problem. It's a problem when you create a society that are dependent so much on government funds rather than going out, finding a job, making the economy work or starting a business or whatever the hell they want to do. So, so, so first, first also, let's, let's agree that they're giving us what, what's out. Like, let's start with that. Like 100%. everything they're throwing at us right now is our money. Yeah, but at the same time, you're going to have to be paying it back. Of course, yeah. of course, granted. But I, I think the real question we have to ask ourselves is who's going to pay for it and who should pay for it. Yeah, my, what I think, my grandkids. And again, yeah. Exactly. So what, what I do agree, and what I want to say straight out loud is what Trudeau's doing right now is what any smart elected official would do. Yeah. Okay. The first thing. I, I personally, I am uh, somebody that would rather have Trudeau do it than Andrew Scheer. That's my personal opinion because uh, I don't trust uh, Andrew Scheer uh, running this path. In this pandemic, I think it would have been Scary, super scary. Might have been better for businesses. Might have been better for uh, a certain percentage of us. Let's say the Pareto law. Twenty percent of us would have been very well off. You're, you, you're thinking, good, you're th- yeah, you're thinking more on the social aspect because on the social you know, aspect, more, this would have been this yeah, would have been terrible. This liberal, would have been terrible. No, because and, the liberals and, and, are more prone to the social programs that way. That's multiculturalism why multiculturalism yeah, okay, and all that I, stuff. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so, I agree. Okay. So, so I want to start off by saying this, and 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 then the next point is I don't think Trudeau is going to make any. Um, we do it, right? Do you take the iPad from your kids when you're trying to uh, be intimate with your wife on the second floor? <laughs> no. Well, this is a Just Dad podcast, right? <laughs> <laughs> See, my wife is in the living room right now. Dude. She's right there, she's laughing. She's preparing am the, I gonna, she's preparing am the I gonna, iPads. <laughs> am I going to take away the iPads yeah. from the kids? When I'm trying to do something. Yeah, yeah. No. The first thing is we're not going to see any changes until they get majority in government and they get reelected. That's the first thing. Second thing is I think we are slowly migrating towards UBI. What's UBI? 
oh. AI, and we have a track universal basic income. Okay, universal okay. basic income. Yeah, yeah. I I do not believe that Trudeau I, I, will be able to take away that two thousand. I, 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 I don't I don't think it's gonna stay two thousand, but I think it's gonna go around eight hundred to twelve hundred, and it's gonna be called the Canadian. Uh, your check is going to be called something, something, it's going to be crazy, but it's going to be super branded. I and then everybody's going to get hooked to that. They're going to get hooked to that. Oh, and, and the liberals being who they are, they're going to be more popular with the young people, more popular with the indigenous people, more popular with the newly immigrants. And, 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 and I could foresee a good 10, 15 years at least of, of the liberals. being. I could see it. But the problem that I have with this is when you give people free stuff, they tend to not necessarily appreciate what they have. And there are studies that show this. If you go to certain northern indigenous uh, 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 territories in the States and Alaska as well, they have universal basic income. And when you don't have a purpose and you're just paid, this actually erodes your, uh, the, 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 the Maslow pyramid. What is your sense of purpose? Why are you on this yeah. earth? What are you doing? What you're doing? Yeah. So I am not pro universal basic income. Instead, what I would do is I would work towards making schools free, public transportation free, and providing people with one meal a day for free. I would not focus on giving people money, but I would give them things that would force them to get up and get out and do something. That's like right. the rap song says. You want to focus on the motivation, the incentive. The Correct. thing is, the thing is though, motivation is action, and you can only inspire or influence people. So the inf in, the inspiration and the influence can come, the incentive can come, but motivation, I believe, is action. I believe it's a it's a physical Facts. thing where yeah, you take action, and it takes yourself to actually do it. The um, so I'm more of a believer of the adage that says, you know what, you, you give a man a fish, you feed him for a day. Yep, you teach a man it. how to fish, you feed him forever. forever. They're not implementing enough teaching how to catch fish. Yeah, so right. So, so what you do is when, when, you, when you just give money away, first of all, the government to give money away has taken it from somebody to give it away. Yeah. And every time a person gets something without working, right, somebody has worked without getting something. Correct. So. So these ba these equations are never going to balance. Yeah. So I agree on the incentive. I agree on on getting people to to do things, but I I totally disagree with the universal basic income. And I think that's I'm the on kind the same of same page as you. Yeah. And I, and I think that what what you're seeing right now in the U.S. and here is yeah, there is a little bit of a tendency to at least think that way. And I'll agree with George on this one. I think that's dangerous. I think it's I dangerous think because already we're a debt based economy with a lot of inflation you spoke about printing money oh yeah you print money inflation goes up value goes down your dollars don't buy anything it's over yeah. and it's fine in a recession when you start consuming but if you think about how many people don't have cash or don't have investments all they have is credit dude you're not really consuming you're using credit to consume and that's going to cause it. even more yeah the so, next big the next big crisis, you're so right, Chris, and there will be one. Every 10 years, we fuck up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 1980, <laughs> yeah. 1987, 2001.com, 2008, and now yeah. this. Every 10 years, for the past 40 years, human beings, we fuck up. The, the big difference now is it's nobody saw it coming because yeah. it's a natural one. Right? Yeah. It's natural, so it's not bank-related, it's not dot-com-related, it's not interest-related. But the next crisis is going to be a credit card debt and student debt crisis the student oh, that, debt crisis yeah. in the states, the states. and it's enormous. proven after 2008 the, the the people go back to school whenever there's a recession 
people have the, it's kind of an innate in us. We, we feel the need to add another in coordinate arc, right? We want to get, uh, oh man, maybe if I go study uh, programming, maybe if I go study AI. So it's proven that every recession, the, the enrollment in schools, specifically Ivy League, so McGill, McGill is going to make so much money, bros. Oh, yeah, yeah. McGill is going to kill it. The continuous okay. study department is going to explode. So this is going to be the next crisis. Uh, student, that's, that's why if I was the government, instead of focusing on giving cash, I agree with Chris, don't give me a cake, give me the ingredients to do the cake. Yeah, Make me right. want to learn to do that cake. And don't give me a job. Give me, I would, if I was uh, on Trudeau's administration, I would pump at least billions of dollars into startup fund money. Mm-hmm. And if you bank right, I said this recently, let fucking Cirque du Soleil <laughs> die. Let all these big companies, let them die. If they can't save enough money for tough time right now, like yeah. we're saving money, let them die. Yeah. And take that 900 million and give it to literally 100 startups. The interest The interest should say, we're going to create Canadian companies that are going to pay for free school, free public transportation, a, a meal a day. But I, I'm not for the 2000. Instead of 2000, give me $800 a month of value and g- allow me to go to school for free. That's going to push, I think, the economy and that's going to drive a massive rebuild. Uh, Terry, you cut out there a, b- a little bit, man, uh, and your feet is kind of paused. I don't know if everything seems normal from your end. Hold on, we lost him. Ah, yeah. there he is. He's back. Sorry, guys. Sorry. Oh, man, it's technology. We got to deal with it. Man, you, 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 you just said something and you literally just blocked the internet, man. You just made it all collapse. <laughs> yeah, they, it's, it's, it was, it's a conspiracy. They're trying to shut us down. <laughs> They're trying to shut you down, man. But hey, I'm curious, guys. What do you guys think about Sweden? Because I'm looking at the numbers yeah. right now. Ooh, the road. Listen, they, they did yeah. it. They did it so differently. Yeah. They have 20,000 cases. They only have 2,300 deaths. They didn't shut down nothing. They focus on the vulnerable people. They focus on the, the, the black and brown people, the old people, the disabled, and nothing changed. Yeah. I, had, I, I, was on, uh, I was on a live stream actually on Friday, and uh, we spoke a little bit about this. Um, here's the problem I have with Sweden. Sweden has accepted and understood the science, but they said... You know, <laughs> the science they had a plan (laughs) yeah we're gonna go our own way and their idea is that we're just gonna uh, let everything go as normal and we're gonna develop um an immune uh a self-immunization whatever a a communal uh immunity yeah and that's what that's what virologists say here's the the issue (laughs) exactly eventually but in order to 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 reach that level you need over 70 80 percent you know what i mean so by the time you reach there you're putting so many people's lives at risk and the example to counter what sweden is doing is to see what greece is doing because they have very similar populations we're talking about 10 11 million people greece is one of the best performing countries in terms of their uh their measures to to combat this uh, pandemic they have Are they? Uh, I didn't know that. yeah they yeah. have uh, they have a little over 200 deaths in Greece, everything is and that's this it? week, and yeah, that's it. And this week, they're starting oh, slowly, slowly to to pick everything up. They flatten the curve. Um, everything is like fantastic out of a country that nobody really expected. It's so in, in, with similar populations, you have a country that took all the necessary steps. They have a little over two hundred deaths, and the other country that let everything loose, they have uh, two and two two and a half thousand deaths. And their and their think their argument is: Look, man, don't judge us. Judge us in six to eight months. You'll see that at the end we'll have arrived at the same number. Numbers. 
Why the hell? And, are you, and you know what? I, no, I but, believe that. Oh, no, but look, Chris. Why? Well, let's, let's be let's be real, though, guys. No, no, think about it. Hold on, let me finish. Why are you okay, counting go, deaths? Go. Why are you counting deaths? Why not put everyone on the safe side, and not put people's lives at risk? That's a good maybe, argument. Maybe at the end, you'll be right. I get it. But you'll have killed three, four, five, six thousand people, and you have examples just in your own region, like in your own continent, where they took the necessary steps. And they have they they they, they reduced minimally the you, amount of death. You know what? Actually, I want to, Terry. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'll I'll speak after. Well, I I think also the 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 part that might be biased or the missing uh, data point with these two countries is their close or not so close relationship with China. I think the reason why the U.S. are are are, are exploding and the way they are also Canada as well. Uh, and, and, and that's, that's what's amazing. With, I'm a big data guy. I'm a tech guy, so I believe in data. You, it starts in Vancouver, and then it, it migrates towards the east. And then Quebec, we're directly linked to the U.S. because of our borders. And, you know, it was a shit show because of many different factors. So I think Sweden, in my opinion, I, I wasn't previewed to, and I just checked Greece. You're right, 200 yep. people. That's, that's friggin' amazing. But what I think is really amazing with, with Sweden's approach was to say people are going to die. They're going to die. Mm-hmm. And to be super, that level of being straight without saying that, because no, no leader of any country could have said, hey, people are going to die. Let's just keep doing what we're doing. They said instead, let's focus on the old. Let's hope. That's what I think we should have done. Yeah, Quebec is the oldest province in the Western Hemisphere. How mm-hmm. do I know that? I'm half Haitian. And poor old Prince Haiti is the youngest one. So that's the statistics that you hear all Jerry, the time. I would have said Moroccan, man. <laughs> no, I'm half Haitian. And, right. and, and Port-au-Prince is the youngest uh, a country, uh, a city in the Western Hemisphere. Uh, Quebec is the oldest one. Just off of that, mm-hmm. look at all the billions of dollars that we're all going to pay for. If yeah. they would have came out and said, you know what? Five billion for poor and disenfranchised, black and brown people, uh, vulnerable people, old people. We're dumping money where it counts. Everybody else, keep doing what you're doing. Stay safe, stay, stay this, stay that, so on and so forth. I think we would have been better off than we are right now. Yeah. I genuinely, genuinely believe that. I, I, I agree, but my two cents is very simple. I'll give you, I'll give you like a, a nutrition, a losing weight analogy. It's very simple. Greece and most of the countries got results. Don't forget, we said this is an experiment. So everybody's experimenting. Nobody has the true protocol, right? So everybody's kind of thinking, taking advice from their experts. So Greece and most of the countries said, you know what, let's starve the body. we got to lose weight. We're not eating. We're starving the body, right? Sweden said, you know what? We don't need to starve. We're going to cut a little bit of the fat. We'll keep the carbohydrates. Such fat a good is, analogy. No, but that, that's exactly what they did. And that's you know what? Analogy. Just because you didn't take my role doesn't mean you're lost. One one country had a result. The other country can have a similar result. They just went through good different point. paths. And I point. think you would have caused less panic. Because don't forget, fear is a big motivator, right, Terry? You know that. Huge. Fear is a big motivator. But when people fear, they get confused and they panic. And yep. that's not good either. So in the long run, I think if Sweden demonstrates good results, well, that's an eye-opener for the next pandemic. Because you know what? At the end of the day, George, it is numbers. It's sad to say. I'm not trying to be apathetic. It is. It, it, it's about numbers. That's it how is. you manage your crisis. Of course. I had 10,000 versus 5,000. Well, if I have 5,000 deaths, I'm doing better. But I think it's two countries thinking different ways that could get similar results. But if it's about numbers, then obviously Greece is doing the right thing, and they aren't. 
Yeah, but also in, in, in my perspective, I think it's about the numbers of death. And I said this four or five weeks ago and I got, I got murdered oh. by the social justice warriors on, on social media. They're everywhere. I said, They're everywhere. Oh, man, They're, you need them, right? You need them. I put them in, uh, you need that for fuel. So at, at the end of the day, I said that the post-COVID and the economic crisis is going to be tenfold or a hundredfold worse than the health crisis out of this. Oh, my God, how dare you, blah, blah, blah. I said, yeah. In 2008, and then, and then uh, that's Oxford. It's not me. Oxford attributes 500,000 cancers due to the stress level of the 2008 crisis. 10,000 suicides? How many people committed suicide? We're not talking about this. No. But I had people in the health industry. When I made that post, it was following conversations I was having with health industry people that were telling me people are checking in for overdoses. People are checking in for... Uh, alcohol abuse. Yeah. People are checking in for attempted suicide. Yeah. Why is nobody talking about this? So I took my platform and I talked about it. I got murdered. No, but it's a good All point. All you think about is money. I was like, no, no which, yeah. we're going to uh, pay for it anyways. And these people are taking beds and res respirators. Yeah. You think they walk in, I try to kill myself. You're going to tell them to turn around, you don't have COVID? No, you put him on a bed and you put him on a respirator. Yeah. What if a COVID patient comes? You're going to unplug this guy. Yeah. So I, th I, th I think we... There's, there's, there's tremendous amount of things, and I agree with Chris. You measure it by death, ultimately, that's what it is. Yeah. And you're going to measure it also by, by le, le taux d'endettement. How yeah. badly are we going to get in debt? Well, yeah, that, that, that's, that's the right balance, right? It's a yeah. balance between the number death? of deaths yeah. with not breaking the economy. Yeah. So that is obviously like a, a, a guess game. It's a guesstimate. It's like how well can we get that balance perfect? And nobody's going to get it perfect, you know? Yeah. yeah. But then we, we, me and you are not ministers. But no. I, I, pro I promise you this, Chris. I promise you this. A lot of these fucking guys and gals have no clue what they're doing. No, I know. And I know. Those, the, the, the staff that are with them, the ideas that they're proposing, you're like, where the, where, where, who are these people? Where, yeah, are, yeah, are, yeah. Are, they, are, are they part of our society? Have they spent so much time in Quebec City? Have they spent so much time in Ottawa that they're completely out of... How come... I could come up with certain real estate solutions that would save Canadians tomorrow, 600 bucks a month. And you're talking about, because you have two things to do. You have fiscal policies and monetary policies. Monetary is the Bank of Canada. They're doing everything right. 0.25%. Mm -hmm. Good job. Why are you focusing on fiscal? Fiscal is for the, what about the people that don't have tax? That are not up to date. How many of us are not up to date with our taxes? Mm -hmm. Like, let's be real here. Like, you're putting yeah. in place a bunch of stuff, and some people don't even qualify. Some people don't even know how to get there. I, I'm just going to speak for my community. In the black and brown community, we're estimating 200,000 businesses have been approved for loans. 200,000. We're estimating that less than 100 black-owned businesses have gotten access to that fund. And I say, well, well, how many? How many? A, I missed the number. Less than 100. On 200,000. Less than 100. How many? And then you. Uh, a lot of, for example, you talked about this, George. They come out with uh, they come out with something, say fifty thousand dollars, and then they change it because like, oh, nobody qualifies. It's like they're out of touch. Chris, you know this. If you're a business owner, do you pay yourself a salary or do you pay yourself dividends? 
You pay yourself dividends. For depend. Well, dip, yeah. Well, depends. If you have money left in the company, you don't want yeah, to. Yeah, yeah. Who's gonna do this? So there's a bunch of things. If that you have one, two employees, you pay the salary because it's your wife, right? Thank you. Right? Thank you. <laughs> no, no. Hey, we're, we're having a frank conversation. Yeah. We're dads yeah. here. But my my point is, if you start to think about certain vulnerable communities, yeah, yeah. they automatically and systematically pay themselves dividends. So the, this, all these programs you're putting together. A good portion of women-owned business. You think they, are you out your mind? I would love to know how many women-owned business, forget black and brown, how many yeah. women-owned business qualify for those $200,000? Yeah, the the $200,000 grants at $40,000. Well, it's and it's very low. Me, it's very low. It's, it's ridiculous. And, yeah, and, yeah. And, and my fear is it's all the big businesses and the medium size, because medium size is 500 employees or less. Yeah. What about the micro company? Mm. 98% of businesses, 98 percent of businesses are like me and you chris yeah five employees or less so you're putting in place measures for people that have six to five hundred employees i wanted to know your opinion on something terry because i associate this to education and i don't mean the education the academic education oh, i think man. people are financially illiterate i think people need more financial knowledge i think people need to know i would hug you, know, you when you have a dollar where does 10 cents go? Where's 25 cents go? And they don't know that. And you yeah. know what? We're going to go through another pandemic and Fact. we'll still, yeah. And we're still not going to teach people. Cause you know what? If everybody was, had a little bit more invested, a little bit more saved up than credit. Right. And knew what to do. Right. I don't know, but, but I learned like you, you need to put a, a good, maybe year or two year salary uh, away in case if everybody had that, it wouldn't be unemployment, so you wouldn't need to. You, wouldn't, you, you, you know what I'm saying? So I, I believe a big thing is financial illiteracy. Literacy. Yeah, yeah, I believe and, that. And, and 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 until the Quebec government and somebody doesn't have the, and I'll tell you why they don't do it. And I'm going to get conspiracists here. Yeah, and go George, for it. Go for it. Go for it. George, tell me if I'm crazy because you've been in government. I truly believe that the powers that be, and by powers that be, I mean the lobbyists of the financial institutions and the credit cards and all of, they have an invested interest in financial illiteracy. Of course. If, 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 if I'm in sec three and you teach me how to fucking sew a, a pillowcase or how to do a cake, <laughs> what the fuck is that gonna, what is that gonna bring me yeah. in a YouTube world? Mm -hmm. I could go on YouTube and in 30 minutes I could learn how to do a cake. Why do I have a, two months of classes on this I, but but, I, yeah. but, but I, I, if they I, I, gave you classes on on a beacon score on a, what is an what is an r7 why should you stay away from your r7 what do you do with your first credit card how do you build the credit yeah, i yeah. promise you Chris, absolutely like yeah. you know like oh if you don't have a good credit you but you take a 500 credit card you make sure that you back it up with 500 so you're able to get that guaranteed by your money and then mm -hmm. they're going to let you build your credit back up so you should learn about credit usage yeah. you should you should hurt, learn about credit repair you should you should learn about investing at a very minimal risk. But if you did that, I promise you, Chris, suddenly credit card, Visa, Mastercards, and the lobbies of the banks they would get mad well, because uh, it should be in our school system. No, you're right, and you know what? I, at least, at least though, like you're 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 right, and I agree with you. I I I agree 100 with that. They won't let it happen because it, it's not good for them. But at the same time, with YouTube and social media and all that stuff, the information is out there. The information but is. I out just wanted there. to touch on what you just said because you said something very important before. You said every time there's a recession or some kind of difficulty, whether it's a pandemic, yeah. a war, people go back to school. Always. But it's they need a paradigm shift because school will not give you that. 
right? So yeah. people need to start thinking that, you know what, man, maybe academics is, is good. Academics are good. We all did university. It's fine. But you also need the other side. You also, you also need to, to educate yourself with your money. And somehow money has always been taboo. And with all the information that we have here, people are going to have, are going to gravitate to a school. Very little yeah. people are going to say, Hey, how can I fix my future by understanding money more? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and that's and another that's issue. Why, that's why uh, there's a silver lining to this, Chris. Uh, the Lord just came out with a study. They, ca- they come out with a they come out study on, on my generation, the millennial generation. In uh, 10 years ago, we all wanted 30 entrepreneurs or high-level C executives, uh, right? Who uh, wanted to be Kerry, Kerry, say that again because you froze again. Yeah, because you froze. You oh. froze. Say that again. Sorry, sorry. So Deloitte came out with a study 10 years ago about millennials. Millennials wanted to be 37%, wanted to be entrepreneurs, consultants, or high-level executives, like C-level. Yeah. And now they just came out with the same study for the Gen Z, and the silver lining goes to what you're saying, Chris, and I think me and George talked about that on this previous yeah. podcast. Uh, 33% of the Gen Z, they want to become YouTubers. Yeah. My son wants to become a YouTuber. Yeah. And I promise you this. I promise you this. If your son takes an hour of his day and types credit repair, he'll never have a problem with his credit ever in his Uh, life. If he types a best way to buy a car, he'll never pay for a car because he'll invest the 300 bucks every month for the next 36 months. And by the time he's done with 36 months, he'll have made enough interest and he'll be able to buy the car Mm -hmm. cash. So all these little tips that you could consume on the go that even my generation of late millennials are not previewed to i have that reflex because i'm a tech guy but most people don't have the reflex say hey i want to learn something let me go on youtube the next generation yeah. has that reflex yeah, yeah. so because all, no all the information is there man i think you're gonna see there. a lot of people drop out also a lot of people I, I are gonna so. come out of this crisis and say you know what yeah that's cool yeah yeah why not and you know but what and people, people are gonna start understanding that you know what uh most people like take more time to plan a vacation than they take time to plan their life. And now I think that, yeah, yeah, that, that's going to be like, hey, so man, true. let that's me start planning one. the next two years because you never know. I love it. So, but you know, it. maybe the fear is not a bad thing after all, after all this, because there's learning curves, right? And we're learning, yeah. we're learning. You're learning with, look, I've never used this much technology. I've never spoken to my team so much in the past month. When I was I at the office, you know, at the office, yeah, you wouldn't. Yeah, yeah. And so you wouldn't. True. Now we're all like this. We're all like this. Hey, how's it going? I know everything. Can I share my screen? Yeah. <laughs> Everybody knows how to share the screen. Yeah. No, but no, but to oh, go, yeah. but to go back oh, to what true. you're saying, and this, you know, from the point of view of a father or as a parent, you know, your kid comes up to you at 16, 17, is like, Dad, I'm done with school. Like, how do you react to that, though? You know what I mean? Because we're so, we're so, you know, they've implanted in us the seed that you have to finish school. You got to get a job. And, like, I mean, we're growing up now thinking that, what, what was it for, right? Sure. I mean, we're that generation that kind of questions that path. But I feel that we still have a little bit of that seed in our in our minds where if our daughters or our sons come up to us and say, you know what, uh, sec five... I don't know about it, you know. Forget. I think differently, George. I, 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 I did. I did. The, I took the blue pill already. I took the. I took yeah, the red pill. Because I agree pill. with George. Ah, because ah, we have similar parents, so you know what? I agree. Like I'm an Echo Kiyosaki on this, but you know, go to school, get good grades, get a good job, and that's it. That is a lie. Uh, neither that it's a lie. If you want to go down that path, you could, but there's another option. Mm-hmm. And if my kid comes to me and he's smart enough, I just want to teach him values. Work yep. ethic, commitment, perseverance, yep. be ethical, 
Uh, yeah. Learn how to serve the many. If you get those values, if you tell me, you know what, I don't want to do university because I want to go open my bit. Man, I'll help you. Let's do it. God yeah. bless you. Yeah, exactly. I, I will never discourage him. If I see motivation, I'm not going to discourage him because he didn't go to school. Now, I want him to get an education. It doesn't necessarily have to be in like a bachelor's of engineering. I don't care. But I want him to get an education. And education is not only through the format of, of academics. It comes... Yeah. It comes on in other formats as well. And, 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 you know, one of my programmers, we do websites, platform, events. That's what Influence Orbis does. We do all these beautiful things. One of our programmers makes 100 plus thousand a year. He has a high school diploma. <laughs> How, what, kind of idiot, what kind of idiot would I be <laughs> uh, tell my kids, go to school to make 60, 70,000? I think that matrix and that ship has sailed. And if it hasn't sailed for people, those are the kind of enslavement mentality of the red pill, blue pill. And, yep. I, and, I, and I'm super grateful to say I've taken the, the, the red pill for myself. My kids tomorrow, guys, I could tell you, they come up to me and say, daddy, I don't want to go to school anymore. What do you want to do? Yeah. You're not, you're, think about this, guys. The kids are gamers nowadays. If I told my kid, my dad, back in the days where I played, ba I played basketball. Dude. I went all the way to play in Europe. If I would have told my dad, dad, I don't want to play in the smack. NBA anymore. Smack. Smack me inside. That's, that's what I call the immigrant smack. Yeah, yeah. All immigrant smack. It's a good smack. Smack you upside the head. It's yes. a good smack. Yeah, absolutely. No, you want to be a politician, an engineer, a lawyer, so on. So I think the jobs that, that are, are evolving, also constantly evolving. How does a guy with no, um, I have no university degrees. I've done consulting for the highest offices in our country. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then when I go to these meetings, I, I'm with guys that have masters. Yeah. And these guys are saying stuff that makes no sense about yeah. communication. They know too, they they know too much of one thing. Practice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they exactly. know way too and much of one said, thing. You're going to tell me how to reach the mass on social media. But when I go on your account, you have 200 people following you. Yeah. You can't tell nobody. You, you can't tell the prime minister of anything how to do social media yeah. and i'm not saying i'm better than you but i'm saying my formula might work better than yours and and, and i think that's where we're going we're going towards a, a i think pra yeah. practical experience is going to become more yeah and, it, and it's a new world man. it's a new world and just george just to go back to what he said because look we went to the same school where terry you're there we lost, lost video you'll be back Oh, there he is. He's back. Sorry about that. Sorry yeah, about that. So I was saying, uh, I went to I went to school with George. Right, we're the same age. We went through all of uh, elementary school together. We met in in the university after again, and we kind of have that same format. Parent, right? They're different parents. They have their own characters and personalities, but they're the same kind of parent. They're the parent that says, like he said, you got to go to school. It's the same and mold. Yeah, and I think yeah. it comes from a good place, right? It comes from a, it, it comes. It's it's not like the it's not like guy was gonna tell you, hey man, you're not gonna make it. He's, no. They're not naysayers. They're not haters. They, they're they saying, want you to do better than they, them. Exactly. So what they want is they want to show you a structured way of living, so you can get a result that they they weren't able to get. Correct. And that is very. They're passionate about that. Yeah. But you know what? Sometimes it's wrong advice. And why is it wrong advice? Because let's say your dad whatever he, honorable great but let's say he's making your dad never made more than a thousand dollars a month and you want to go make a couple of million how is a guy with a mindset or a mentality that can make you a thousand dollars a month help you get to the millions yeah. so you get it there's a there's a big 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 big, big gap, this, big gap. It's, it's, big gap. It's, it's it's a pretty interesting paradox though because to touch on what you said uh terry they wanted for us to have a better life than they did 
their 100%. life consisted of them essentially not going to school. So for them, having a better life was getting an education. So yeah. we did that. Yeah. And now yeah. we're coming full circle where we're going to be like, look, you want a better life than me? Fuck school. <laughs> <laughs> but, but guys, guys, let's give it, let's give props. Let's give props because I, I think about this every day. 100%. My parents, zero, like very little, well, zero education. I could call it zero education. But man, common sense. And oh. they had the fundamentals, right? And I, I agree. I'm sure it's all the same with your with your parents. Listen, they listen, had the they, fundamentals. They had the basics. Exactly. They had the structure, man. Unshakable structure. And, and we can build on through, that. They build on that. And they went through, uh, we have to keep in mind, like right now, the pandemic is the equivalency of the World War One or World War Two. In essence, our parents come from a scarcity, a scarcity uh, mentality, meaning... Yeah holy shit, I heard about my sister's cousin back in Italy or in Greece. And after the world war, she went through the worst time. Okay, now we got to save. So so, so they're, they're that saving type. And that's yeah, yeah. something that I think is a true, uh, it, it's a great, great, great value to teach somebody. I genuinely feel, and we're okay, me and my family. I have never saved so much in the last 45 to 60 days by be, I'm counting stuff. I have never been like that in my life. Like, oh, we're spending, spending. I have been very close to everything we're doing. Mm-hmm. And that's going to trickle down to our kids. So I'm not saying that we're going to pass on the same saving mentality, but I do believe that this in the psyche of mankind, of dads, of mothers across the globe, this is going to have kind of a contraction effect on our way we live our lives, which is a good thing. Mm-hmm. I think also something to think about with our parents that nobody talks about is after the world war, the economy worldwide just exploded from Japan exploding as, as, as an actual power, economic power. Germany exploding and rebounding in terms of a real economic power. Mm-hmm. And that also is something that if you look at uh, the economy, and I don't want to get into capitalism and all that stuff, but there's something that our parents went through where the CEOs that they worked for were not so worried about screwing their employees. The CEOs would win three, four times the revenue that their employees want. So they were at 300 times the revenue. So there's also that entire paradigm of mindset where when our parents worked for a company, they worked for one company all their lives. They were respected. They were treated well. They had a good job. They had a pension at the end. That's not the truth nowadays. Nowadays, we're we're talking about CEOs that are making so much money that, that they're trying to screw the system. Look at Jeff Bezos selling, selling his shares a week before Amazon's uh, share get gets to the highest. And then, what's the, and then he buys them back through. Like, come on. The, the, the same thing with, uh, what's his name? Guy La Liberté. Right, two weeks before. And I don't want to get conspiracist about anything, but it, it, that's the... In the 60s, 70s, I don't think any CEO would have done that. Things are about to get rough. We're going to stick around. We're, we're going to stick with this. So I think there's also that in mind. I think anybody that wants to do favor for his kids today as a father, you should teach your kid about ownership. Ownership of real estate. Ownership of creative thinking, ownership of intellectual property, ownership of land and property. If you focus on these four realist, uh, four, four, four key ownership parts, your kids are going to do fine. How? But don't, but don't forget, that's what the rich have been teaching their kids for the longest time, right? Yeah, but the difference with the rich is they're, they're t- teaching their kids <clears throat> from a power perspective, and they're teaching their kids more in the terms of uh, capitalistic abuse. Because anytime there's profit, like you said earlier, there's, there's some form of abuse. If somebody's making profit, somebody's losing. I, I, I love this. It's a zero-sum game to think, to think in terms of profit. What I'm talking about is in terms of value and ownership. I love what you said earlier. Like, I'm going to teach my kids how to think for the mass, what's good for the people. 
And I think we're going towards that. Look at the mm -hmm. buying local movement, right? Absolutely. Yeah. I'm, I'm hearing Lebanese guys talking about, hey, encourage another Lebanese guy. Greek guys, you guys have been doing it better than other communities for a while. The Jewish communities and Chinese communities have been doing it extremely well for years. So I think now we're starting to see this kind of communal thing where yeah. we're starting to bond more yeah. as people as well. Contrary to the super wealthy that are like, hey, let's just stay rich and everybody yeah. else. You're talking you know, about the forward. new trend is a social, well, social or at least societal conscious entrepreneurship. There right? you go, man. Yeah, at yeah. the United Nations, that's exactly how they called it. Yeah, when yeah. I was at the United, they said social entrepreneurship will become the only way to do entrepreneurship next 50 years. Yeah, make your profits, but at the same time, serve the many and care about the environment and care about, yeah, yeah. They but said it, it differently. It is a trend. They, said, is a they, trend. Said, they said, bring value and the profits will follow. And I agree with that. Yeah, look, yeah, look, at, look at Elon Musk. Bring value to the market, the market is going to follow. Yeah. And, and I, think, I think if we refocus that paradigm, we're going to see, like Chris, in your business, I'm not sure exactly what you do, but if tomorrow you focus on bringing massive value to your community, where you're employing people, uh, to whatever project you're building, you're coming up with some cool stuff, you're going to make money. Mm -hmm. and money is going to come. Money is going to be a byproduct of the value you bring. Contrary mm -hmm. to saying, if I make money, then I might give back to my community. Then I might give back to, the no. That shouldn't be like that. And yeah, I, yeah. that's what they I were agree. saying at the United Nations. The, the, the next form of entrepreneurship that's going to be successful is social entrepreneurship. And I believe that. I truly believe that. I believe that. I believe that too. Tell me now, Terry, that your home, um, obviously I'm assuming everything is is well with you and your family. That's the, you know, obviously the first thoughts. But yeah, we're good. how are you guys uh, dealing with the kids? You're, you know, you're talking about them looking at how you are dealing with this. Uh, you're hoping that they understand just the positive stuff. Like how is that whole environment? How is that going for you guys? I'm not gonna lie, it's a bit rough. Um, I, I've installed mandatory naps that are three hours now. <laughs> so, so we have mandatory three hour nap. I, I <laughs> may, I may or may not be putting something in the water. I <laughs> also like, uh, you know what? It's we've always been close and loving, so spending more time with my kids has been a blessing. But I, I could, I could definitely see that not being the case for everybody. Yeah. If, if, if you're so, so caught up with your, my life is on social media. So I always tell people what you see is literally what, what you get. Uh, I, this is not a front. This is not a fake. So uh, my kids are on my social media. I don't believe in separating. To me, my digital brand is my personality. Mm -hmm. If you meet me, people are like, ah, oh, Terry, you're really like you are on social media. And so for me and my kids, it's business as usual. Uh, my kids now, I'm teaching my kids. I, one of my, I, I took a camera. I gave it to my daughters and my son. They're documenting. Uh, and, I, and, and I didn't tell them. Yeah. I just gave them this. And I said, here's a memory card. My daughter's seven years old. And she's walking around. And she knows that, you know, she's inside because of the Konono virus. She calls it Konono virus. <laughs> and uh, once in a while, they go outside. And they look at dogs. And they ask yeah. if the dog has the coronavirus. And so so she's documenting this. And, 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 and I hope that eventually this kind of creativity is going to be encouraged by a lot of people because I know that if I grew up in the world war or during like, you know, 1944, 45, if I had the opportunity to document my mental health as I was doing this without having the taint of an adult telling me, do this, do that, I think this would be gold for me in learning to, to emancipate myself as a, as a, as a purpose-driven human being and adult. Mm -hmm. So I'm empowering my kids by doing that. I'm letting them do what they want. So the, the video, they, I have no clue. Sometimes they're, they're filming them.
myself talking. My son filmed himself peeing the other day. So uh, <laughs> whatever, whatever they want to do, I'm empowering them to do. Yeah. And oh. uh, yeah, it, it, but, it, but it's tough. It's tough on the mental health. I'm not going to lie. It's tough on the couple as well because you love your spouse, but you don't love them much. You know what I mean? So <laughs> at the end of the day, you're spending that much time now well, all confined. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you know what I say? You know what I say? I know I'm, it's going to sound a little bit rough. I might get heat for it, but a lot of people are going to realize how much they love their family and their kids, but they're going to also realize how sometimes they don't like them. <laughs> For sure. Right? Because like, hate them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hate like and love, like is, and love is, not, is not the same thing, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you can really, really love, but then you can start really not liking certain things, right? Yeah. And a yeah. lot of people are going to realize that. But it's look, it's always um, an environment like this is obviously scary, difficult. But it's also opportunity for growth and learning and rebonding and doing great stuff. And uh, that, that's what it's that's about such right a good, now. That's such a powerful man. I wish our politician said this. Like, I wish I wish somebody would have came up and said, like, sortez, allez courir, prendre l'air. No. Hey, this is going to be tough, guys. But you know what? This is also an opportunity for you to look at yourself. I, you know what I'm hoping for? After this, some people that really hate each other get a divorce. And do everybody a favor. Yeah. Do yeah. something for the yeah. yeah do yeah, something yeah. for the kids. Show the kids. Show the kids. You know what? Mommy and daddy don't really like each other. We realize that. And we're not yeah. gonna be better off this way. But you know what? The best thing we could show you is how to love yourself first before yeah. you start to care and love for somebody else. So taking care of your I always say my, my mental health is non-negotiable. I don't negotiate with, with my partners, I don't negotiate with my clients, I don't negotiate with my spouse, and I definitely don't negotiate with myself. Because most of the time, the people that are the worst with our mental health is us. Yeah. You're shit. You're fucking losing this. You're losing that. You're bad at this. You're bad at that. What kind of idiot are you? So to me, I truly hope a lot of people, and I wish we had politicians that would be honest. But like, well, nobody talked about mental health. We talk, we talk about it quickly. Yeah, it's they're, they're, now. They're, they're it, starting. They're starting now. They're starting. Look, with science and uh, the with um, the new neurologists. <laughs> well, there's a lot of new neurologists now that are having a lot of time on the YouTube and they're putting their things. That's true. Specialists like Sam Harris and guys like that, and they're talking about the AI. He's and, awesome, Sam. Yeah, but there's, there's there's information now, and I think people are going to be like, hey, you know what? We we can't be ignorant because once it's out there and you don't know about it it's like ignorance by choice it's true because, because it's true. out there it's out there now you know that's so true yeah so yeah. i think it's going to change it's starting to change i think and i'm seeing it a little bit kind of embedded in the curriculum of, of the younger grades i'm seeing yeah, uh, yeah, yeah they are yeah, 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 start yeah. Putting, cool. you know it's a little yeah. tease don't but, but but don't forget that the teachers don't kind of they don't know this stuff very very well right like well, they, they know anti-bullying. Their version of mental health tackling is, okay, no more bullying. Yeah, like, exactly. Well, like, they can't really teach bully. it gonna... because they don't really exactly. know the, but, but they're starting. I think it's starting. And yeah. it's important. Yeah, I think there's definitely a shift in education. We've, we've had this conversation on other episodes where we talked about the alternative schools that are becoming more and more of a popular thing. I heard about those. Here in yeah. Quebec, uh, I remember, uh, it, you know, we, uh, when we were in government, we had implemented them. They're in the process. They're not open yet. I'm not, I can't, I can't remember when they're going to run, but that for me is going to be very interesting to see how they evolve. It was like a, it was a, a pilot project. I think it was 10 or 15 schools across Quebec that they were going to, they're going to put in place. Um, I'm looking forward to that to see exactly how this evolved. But they did. They started it. Uh, have they started already? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I have a I have a good buddy of mine. He sits on the I think they're two years old now. One year or two years old. He sits on like the council for there's like six, I think, in the greater Montreal area. Okay. Or the US they, has been going on for 10 years. 
Exactly. Yeah. In the US, we're gonna, they do not, they do only like an hour and a half, two hours a day of, of like sit down classes. Well, we kind of got a taste of it, right? That, if you're sitting yeah, home with your kids, right you're, you're getting a test, you're getting a little taste of it. That's what you're doing. <laughs> That's exactly it. Yeah, so yeah. What, you, what, what you realize is that teachers are important as well, though. You, you oh, kind of understand that <laughs> yeah. they're teaching, they're babysitting, they're disciplining, they're doing everything, right? I said that so two weeks ago on too. Twitter. I'm punching in the in the in the neck the next person that disrespects a teacher. It's not easy, man. And, 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 no, no, they're not they're not disciplined. They're not in CJ for university, man. Where if you don't like it, you just leave and nobody cares. Exactly. Right? Like yeah, yeah. Course, you, you gotta sit down. You gotta my go, kid is so ten, cool. so everything every time I tell him something, because like it's fine, it's kind of my fault because I've told him, look, critical thinking, you know, ask oh, questions. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. but you know what? You know what I get now. Uh, go do your homework. Why? <laughs> go help your sister. Why? No, but no, don't know that. Give me the reason. You know? I'm like, oh yeah. fuck! It, it backfired, man. He's challenging you now. <laughs> That's so good. That's so funny. That's um, really good. Tell uh, me, just, just before we let you go, uh, Terry, your business now. Um, have uh, have you had any impacts on that? Like, I mean, has it uh, has it impacted you, or you still oh, yeah, yeah. managed to do this like kind of virtually and? Uh, uh, no, no, it's uh, listen. The at Influence, we're really known for the the event part of our business. That's, Obviously, mm, events. That's going to take a done, hit. Right? Yeah, that's oh, going yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, to take a hit. The last event we did, we collaborated and bring in Greta Thunberg to Montreal, but we couldn't we couldn't advertise it because obviously this was like a public event for free and everything, and it was yeah. part of the mandate. The next big one we were going to have actually May. May 13th and May 14th was going to be Al Gore. There was going to be Al Gore in Montreal. That's obviously canceled. We have no clue when we're going to reschedule it, to be oh, frank with you. So Al Gore in Montreal. We had Grant Cardone, Gary V. Uh, we had a bunch of great, great, great entrepreneurs that I yeah. have tremendous respect for. And uh, so that the event part of our business definitely took a hit. But ultimately, what we do is we create platforms. And we like to say physical platform is our event portion, but that's just one part of our business. In creating digital platforms and digital content, video, audio, uh, as well as web webs and uh, mobile apps, PWAs, progressive web applications, that part of our business is doing really well. Mm-hmm. And we're, we're also very lucky that not all our clients are private. Some of them are public. So that that has been um, that has been going great for us. We do a lot of community work. I talked about when you bring value to your community, your community will look to you as a reference and as a uh, as kind of somebody to look to. And a lot of the community bodies we've worked with nonprofits now that because nonprofits are they they just announced three hundred fifty six million dollars. So you want to talk about like you know getting popular with the liberals? So three hundred fifty six million is going to go down to the communities. A lot of them had shitty websites. A lot of them had shitty communication strategy. A lot of them had shitty outreach strategy. So all of these people are alive and well. Um, nobody's getting fired uh, when they're backed by the government. Yeah. So, you know, that's helped influence stay afloat, uh, to be frank with you. Thank God. And that's what I was telling to a lot of real estate guys. Thank God. I, <laughs> it's kind of serendipitous that I, I don't fully do real estate anymore. I got my real estate team. I kept my best brokers and I still uh, manage those guys. But um, if, if I was still owner of Raymax Griffintown right now, those would have been probably the worst three, four months of our business. In 2008, fun fact, we went from four, uh, 15,000 brokers in Quebec down to 11,000. Yeah. So anytime there's a crisis, mm-hmm. a bunch of people just don't renew their license and they go back to being teachers or whatever else they, else they do part-time. So at the end of the day, 
that we're going to probably see the same thing. There's going to be, but that's good also for business. The same way, Chris, I had shitty consultants are going to get out of the way and then the good consultants are going to survive this. Yeah. It's going to filter out the garbage. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, you know, even, even in our industry, I mean, I'm hopeful. I mean, we're in the commercial cleaning industry. I mean, so we were considered uh, essential from day one. So obviously there's this gratitude that we've been feeling. Uh, but going forward, I mean, you know, I'm looking forward to, I don't know, whenever we're going to start developing again, whenever we'll be able to sit down with building owners or business owners or project uh, uh, property managers or whatever. Yeah. And explaining to them that, look, you need a credible company. You need a company that uh, is regulated. And I think there, there, there's an opportunity for businesses like that to, um, to kind of take advantage of, you know, I feel bad mm-hmm. saying this, but you got to take advantage of the circumstances and to make it work uh, yeah, I agree. You know, on on your side, and I think people are going to be a lot more aware of you know, for example, in our industry, keeping everything nice and clean and safe. You understand? And so I agree with you in that in that it's going to filter out a lot of garbage. Oh yeah, oh yeah, and, and a trans- transfer of wealth uh, for sure, man. Oh yeah. Transfer it's going to be when, when there's blood in the street, buy land. Uh, that was Rothschild that said that, right? Yeah. So <laughs> there's going to be tremendous opportunities for people that are liquid right now. Uh, tremendous opportunities. Oh, yeah. Credits. Oh, yeah. People that have good credits are going to be laughing to the bank right now. So, yeah. 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 All right, buddy. Look, we're not going to keep you much longer. Uh, Already. Hey, man, I enjoyed this, man. It, it was this was fun. really cool, man. I, I like this. you, Chris. Yeah, I, like, yeah. I like your style. We're bro. gonna we're gonna make a promise to to have you and uh, to, to to see each other physically, man. When all this is over, oh, yeah. I'm honestly looking forward to running normal podcasts again. Honestly, I love this. <laughs> so carry clear your schedule for 2023. All right. <laughs> Yalla, let's do this. I'm on it. We're gonna do this, brothers. All right, buddy. Let's Get some of that Greek, what's the Greek uh, alcohol again? Uzo. Uh, there's Uzo, 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 Uzo. There's a, there's a we're going to do this. A couple of drinks and then we're going to hit that podcast again. And George, remind me to refer you. I have, uh, I have a couple of REITs that I could introduce you to. That, uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Super, super, man. I'll appreciate that. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. Sounds good, man. Hold on. Your screen oh, froze. I don't want to. Okay, there he goes. Okay, your, your screen froze. I didn't want to say goodbye without seeing you live. <laughs> your screen had frozen. <laughs> It's all that right, government buddy. internet I got. Sorry, guys. That's uh, all I could afford. All right, oh. but I, I appreciate it, man. Uh, take good care of yourself, your family, and uh, we'll talk soon. Stay blessed. Highly favored, gentlemen. Take care. Oh, man. Take Ciao, care. Buddy. All right. Bye-bye. <sighs>